a chick So say goodbye to everything you ever knew before And I'd understand if you went running out the door And I'll keep you safe And no harm will ever come to you, I swear And I'll kill if they even dare Hi. <laughs> Hi, Boot. Hi. I uh, see you <laughs> spilled some wine on your yes, shirt there. Yes, I did. It, was that tonight or last night? It was last night. night so oh, was, mm-hmm. I yeah. thought maybe it was when you were trying to transfer my wine into my her wineness. No, cup. It, was, it was while I was drinking wine after my bicycle ride. Out of your ride, goblet? Yes. Your yeah. fancy black From the, goblet? Yes, yes. How are you tonight? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm great. Like. Tony the Tiger. Oh. I don't know why. I just got giggly. You're a dork. <laughs> Welcome to Michigan Murders and Music, where we discuss murders in our gorgeous state and top it off with a little homegrown music, leaving you with a happy ending and on a good note. It is kind of gorgeous right now. The colors are beautiful. I know I'm a summer whore, but... Come on, it's the, it's the, pretty. The smell of fresh cut grass and the crispness. Nobody around in here the cuts air. their grass. What are you talking about? Well, We've got some do. grass to go cut. Speaking of grass, you, you want to go mow my lawn? I got shit at your mm-hmm. dad's to do. Thank you for allowing us to seep into your ears. Those canals that you clean out with Q-tips, which you're not supposed to do, by the way. How else are you going to get that stuff out of there? You're you, not supposed to use Q-tips. Okay, uh, use your finger then. Get fingernails Someone like else's me finger. and just, yeah, I'll do it for you. Gross. I'm gross like that. We have some new Wait, listeners. Hey, hey. What? Slow your roll. <gasps> I would offer you a hit, but you would turn into Mr. Burns and get nothing done. That's true. Slow down, yo. We have new followers and new listeners on TikTok and the Instagram. May I speak now? Yeah, you can. Go. Okay. One of our new listeners is Wendy Lynn Carr Cruen. Yeah. Did I pronounce that right? Yep. Thank okay. you for listening, Wendy Lynn, or following, whichever you do. I have Elaine. You know I'm doing the dance. The Elaine dance. That's fantastic. I'm sorry, Elaine, that she just, just did that. Uh, it's not a diss at Mm-mm. all. I love her. Me too. Uh, we have Vic Ferrari 50. That's the guy I was just talking to on Instagram, oh, who's a New no York police shit. officer oh, we need to get and him in here. offered to do an interview with us. Mm-hmm. And I'm pooping my pants, but he's from New York. So how can we? I don't know. Maybe he's from Michigan. Hmm. We'll figure it out. Anyways, thanks, Vic. I have King Ronnie 420. I have Golden State Haunts. And then I have Rodney Blaster. Most excellent. You guys all rock. Did you just belch? No, I think it was my slides. Okay. I am hitting oh, some weed, if that... That could be what I heard. I'm not sure. What you heard. Hey, hey, hey. Yes. Before I get a little crazy Oh, I'm doing it right now. Explicit will you, will you content. Will get that ECP? Explicit. Oh, ECW? Explicit, Explicit content, content warning. warning. With a P. Mary, her highness... Her whiteness tonight. Her highness will say <laughs> naughty words... Say inappropriate things and be very offensive as well. Ah, for the fuck of God. It's a given. We, we just know it's going to happen. Come on. If you haven't figured that out by now, where now, have you been? a word of advice. 
shit. Don't get yourself in trouble and arrested because I just found out that part of the pay it back to society thing is having to drive an ice cream truck. Oh, no. Don't be that guy or lady. Oh, I've my seen both. God. Just stay out of trouble. Avoid. So the ice cream truck people are really public service? Yeah. Like they're working off their... Their penance. Yeah. It's, uh, it's retribution. The song is really creepy. Mm-hmm. Should we post the video? No. Yes. Or maybe just the audio? Both. We'll, it, it's, we'll post it. And also, it's October 9th, dude. Mm-hmm. Why are you driving around ice cream truck trying to sell ice cream still? Hey, they're working off their, their little there debt to society. Is a time limit on the ice cream truck selling? It's not our decision. <laughs> You're right. You know what? Roll on, little ice. Sing mm-hmm. the song, boo. Pay it off. Sing nope. the song. I'm not going to sing it. Nope. Sit, I love you. to go a wandering along the mountain path. And when I go a wandering <laughs> with my knapsack on my back, <laughs> Valerie, Valera. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Valera. <laughs> it's awful. It's, I, I can't hear it anymore. I, I didn't know that it was like. A real, I mean. Oh, it's a real song. It's a song. It's mm-hmm. a thing. We would like to keep our podcast commercial free and independent. So if you're feeling a little tipsy, please check out our website. There's usually a link in the podcast thing also where you guys can tip us in the tip jar. Even though the bands often send us music, I still go on to Bandcamp and give them some money for it because. They deserve it. They it's do. It's hard work. Oh. Good Lord. So please share us with a friend. Follow us on all the usual podcast Spread places. Spread us around like a disease. Yep. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. My it, Facebook got taken away because I forgot the password. So I do need to make a new Michigan Murders and Music Facebook, you that, guys. That's good to know. I apologize for my fuck up. Who are we featuring this week as a band? Oh my God, I'm so excited about Me this band. you. This band fits right straight into October, like Halloween and nobody's business. And they're called the Picassos. Haunted sounds for haunted people. I think you're going to like it, boo. One last note before we get into today's story. There is a special event that's going to be held in the Grand Rapids Public Library. It's Michigan, you guys, of course. It's going to be October 13th. Short notice, I know, but some of y'all live around here. So it's Julie Rathsack. She's going to be at the Grand Rapids Public Library. And she's presenting The Wooden Leg Murder, Finding Truth Behind the Urban Legend. Now, if you've listened to us, you might remember old Peg Leg. Boot and I instantly went to our soundboard sounds. What did you remember from that story? Oh, the sound effects. All the sound effects. Yeah, it was great. I remember yeah. the wooden leg going, don't, don't. So, yes, if you can, it's at 7 p.m. Grand Rapids Public Library. It's really cool. I think it's neat. And illustrator Roger Schultz does a lot of Grand Rapids local haunting tours. So, get on Facebook and all the places and look up. Grand Rapids haunting stuff. There's a bunch of people that do some really kick-ass stuff out there. That's just what I wanted to say. Thanks, Boo, for Oh, and you said it, too. Throw up that hand, Leonardus, Mr. Bootius. We are going to this city called Del Rey, which I had never heard of. And it is right oh, you here. You just keep circling around it's the palm. Right do you actually know where it is? No, I have no idea. But it's it, right here. It's no, in it's, the crotch of Michigan. Down here. Where, no. The th- it's 
near Detroit. Oh, that's what you mean by crotch. Yeah. Okay. The, uh-huh. the buttocks hole. The Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, not the actual crotch because that's different. It's We have a crotch and we have a butthole. It's different. That's like saying the vagina is the same thing as a crotch and the vagina is the same thing as a butthole. We have to find a story from Climax, Michigan. We do. Climax. You know, every time I drive through there. Can we just move there, to Climax? No, I feel nothing. It, it's like, <gasps> oh, Climax, the road totally signs say disappointed. I got nothing. Maybe you're just too old. No, this was years ago when I was <laughs> younger and still got boners on the, you know, like when the wind blew. <laughs> I got a boner when I saw the uh, porn sign on the yeah. side of the highway. Yeah, I didn't even have to look at it. It's just like, what, what, <gasps> where am I getting a boner? I, oh, oh yeah. yeah, there's yeah. a 24-hour bookstore advertisement yeah, you on could the smell side it, of the road. You know, all mm-hmm. that. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Let's move on with our story, shall we? Rose Rosalia, Sebastian. What a great last Is name. Is that how we pronounce it, Sebastian? Yeah. Okay. Was born in 1877, raised in a small village in Hungary. Hungary. (laughs) While still in Hungary, she marries a man named Martin, and they have three boys together. They do. Well, Martin hears of these great jobs in, you know, Detroit, Michigan. So he moves to the United States to find work and to start their home there, leaving his family back in Hungary. When Martin stops writing to Rose, instead of just staying in Hungary, she packs up and goes to the United States. Well, she arrives in the United States to find out that Martin has started another family. (sighs) Detroit at the time, 1900s through 1930s, was in full swing. It was the fourth largest city in America. In America. That's our entire country. Uh, I made, well, first we asked Alexa. She didn't have a clue. And then I made you actually fact check that. And it at the time, it was true. That's so freaking crazy. The Great Depression was leaving people in desperate times. Crime and gangs were at their peak with the prohibition going on, like the Purple Gang. Henry Ford was offering a whopping $5 a day for auto factory work. It hasn't changed much. No, you Dude, can still make five dollars a day. Nineteen hundreds, and it's only gone up ten dollars for factory work for automobiles per day. That is fucking. Oh wait, yeah, I meant per hour. Five dollars a day, Jesus Christ! They could make ends meet with that seemingly minuscule amount of money. People from other countries were flocking to America on the daily. They were coming from Germany, Britain, Italy, Austria, area. Hungary area. And Russia. <gasps> That's how it started with their spies. Stealing our orchids. Detroit tended to segregate into areas of descent, so Rose settled in a Hungarian neighborhood. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. It does. Still happens today. Yeah. Rose eventually marries Gabor Valerez, <laughs> gaining her infamous last name. The two opened a boarding house in their neighborhood. Boarding houses at the time were extremely common. Many immigrants would live there as single men, as it was cheaper, and they were sending money back to their families in their mother countries. Yes, it was It was very common in many areas. In Rose's boarding house, it was said she kept a tight leash on her borders. I don't know what that means, but apparently she was a little staunchy. Oh. Yeah. Bit of a control freak. 
a little bit. Okay. By the mid-20s, at least two of Rosa's tenants have died. It was believed that they both died from alcohol poisoning. Sadly, in times like the Depression era, many suicides were common because people were so down on their luck. Let me add, we are in one of those times right now. We are. People are down on their luck. And mm. suicides and ODs are sky high. Mm. It's so heartbreaking. The police looked into these these deaths but found nothing suspicious. They just figured the guys drank themselves to death. Legends and myths started about Rose around their neighborhood. People said she was bewitching men to stay at her house and then killing them. I wish I had that little bewitching noise to add right here where she twinkles her nose. Except she was definitely not as cute as the bewitching lady on TV. Parents warned their kids about her. Like if they were up too late, they would be like, you better get home in time or the witch from Hungary will get you. So it, it turned into kind of like a folklore thing almost. A living day. Yeah. Not only kids, but the press did this also. Shit, we're doing it now. Years later, there's, Pretty much. there's podcasts, there's YouTube videos that I found. There's so many things that are like the Witch of Del Rey. Due to her looks, her deep set blue eyes, oh. and her quiet ways, it was easy for people to buy into this. She was probably quiet because she didn't speak much English. Yeah. People. So she'd just stare at them until they, they got uncomfortable. It was even said that Rose herself liked to egg on the stories, calling herself a shapeshifter. She turns into a hawk. Dude. Yep. And then a wolf. If can't fight him, join him. Just be like, you think I'm a witch? Then fine. Watch this, bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 1927, her husband, Gabor. Gabor. And another tenant were working on a car in the garage. This doesn't sound like it's going to end very well. The car was running while they were both working on it, and somehow the garage door ended up closing, and the two men died from carbon monoxide poisoning. Gotta remember, that was an old Ford running in there. They would spit out carbon monoxide like you spit chew. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Rose does get arrested briefly for these crimes, but it just leads to more speculation and rumors about her witchiness, because she's not charged. Mm -hmm. She hexed the shit. Out of those oh, people. controlled them by staring at them with her deep-set blue, blue eyes. <laughs> by 1930... Do you like at, her blue eyes, least, don't you, Boots? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so bewitched. <clears throat> by 1930, at least five men had died in Rose's boarding house. Two hung themselves, and Ugh. five from, from alcoholism. alcoholism. So seven. <laughs> what the fuck? My math doesn't add up very well. It's... Uh, I went to a public school. I won't say it out loud. Okay. It was in the country, if wasn't it? you know, it? you know. Yeah, it just... It was in the country. Just, I'm ha- Come on. Now, a <laughs> window. I don't need any PTSD. No, I'm sorry. Now, no, now a, widow. a widow, Rose, who was in her 50s, is running this boarding house on her own with a little bit of help from her sons. I wonder if she had a whip. Probably. So then might the be a nice final. kind of funky... Funky boarding house, like Bouncheco. They've got like techno music playing and people getting killed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is great. That's not really where I was going, but okay. (laughs) Then the final foot falls, or should I say, the final man? Dun dun dun. And the neighborhood witch is finally caught. The actual witch. 
In August of 1931, police get a call regarding a man who had fallen or who had been pushed from the attic window from Rose Verez's boarding house. It was said by witnesses Ugh. that he flew out of the window with so much velocity that he hit the house next door and his body slid down the street. That sounds like a car. I'm sorry to be gross, but it sounds like a cartoon. It does. It's, bam. Then <laughs> slides down. Yeah. Steve Mack, a longtime tenant, would die from injuries two days later. Police arrest Rose and her 18-year-old son, William. It's revealed that originally she tried to poison Steve. When that didn't work, she enlisted the help of her son and a tenant. They apparently beat Steve up in the basement and hauled him upstairs to the attic to throw him out to make it look like a fall. Because there was a ladder up against the house, too. And apparently neighbors testified that they had seen hands in and around the window area. Yeah, like they saw either like, pushing mm. or the releasing of hand. you know. They're, they're doing this like oh, hand shadow things. Puppets. Yeah. There was a $4,000 life insurance policy out on Steve. Rose claims that it was Steven. Rose claims that it was common for boarders to have life insurance in case they died, as most families were back in their mother country and it would cover their burial costs and such in case something happened, in case they should die. Mm -hmm. Hmm. There was a major court battle covered nationally by the news as the Witch of Del Rey. National news, pretty big back in the day. From Detroit. Detroit, still making national news. Rose and her son were sentenced in 1931 to life in prison. Yeah, we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Rumors still fly around town that Rose is doing witchy stuff from inside the prison. Witchy, witchy, witchy <laughs> with a dab of ranch. There were claims that a former boarder had his throat slashed and that it was Rose's witch gaze and hex that did this from her jail cell. That's pretty magical. Dude, she's got some major powers. Mm-hmm. Another room claimed that she unlocked her jail cell door. Yeah, but she's still in jail. So between the neighborhood and the newspapers, her witchy name was held up through the years. In 1945, for some reason that I didn't figure out, Rose got a retrial. She was probably a good girl. It's like, I don't can know. I? Something probably went wrong in the first trial and they were like, oh, you guys screwed up this piece of paper. So yep. now we get a retrial. She took the risky move of going on the stand Dude, herself, representing herself. You don't go on the stand no. by yourself Unless ever. You, nope. No. Mm-mm. That's a narcissistic not, not thing that'll take you down. Innocent, nothing. Don't do it. So oh, she for told the her love story. Of God, Rose. She told her story of what happened to Steve Mack that August day, all those years ago. She tells the jury straight up that she is not guilty of killing Steve Mack. Between circumstantial evidence and unreliable witnesses, the jury decides on a not guilty verdict, freeing Rose on December 11, 1945, while she was in her 60s. Well, oh, she's getting up there. How exciting. Yeah. I mean, if she didn't do it. Right. Yeah, but sure sounds still, like she did. She's 60. There are claims that Rose fainted when she heard the verdict because she thought they said guilty. She, she didn't expect it. No. Now she's free to go. Maybe because she was actually guilty. She After it. 14 years of jail time, 
Rose moved to the suburb neighborhood of Detroit called Melvindale. And Melvindale is still around today. It's really close to the Ford The Ford plant. plant. Okay, yeah. cool. Thanks to author Karen Dibis. Dibis, yep. The witchy story of Rose has been disproved. Oh, really? Disproved? Yeah. Although I can guarantee you that the legend still lingers. It does. There's even a bar in Detroit that has a drink named after her. But I couldn't find which bar it was. Uh, I just all they have it. to do is pencil it in on their thing and, and say, well, would you oh, like this? Oh, yeah, we got this. Just so it's known, Rose didn't even do holistic witchy stuff back then. Not even like the Salem witch people. She didn't claim to be a healer. She didn't have the herbal vibe going on or crystals or none of that of my witchy stereotypical shit. witch things. Right. Rose lived out her, her, her life quietly playing bingo with her friends and enjoying her grandchildren. Aw. Very nice. Rose got to enjoy her grand ninjas. That's awesome. Rose passed away on August 14, 1960, and she was laid to rest at the Woodmere Cemetery off West Fort Street in Detroit. I looked into other witch trials in Michigan, and in July 1962, two girls from Haverhill were accused of being witches. They were eventually let go. They were. Then in July of 1929, a 75-year-old woman named Etta Fairchild was murdered by her neighbors, Eugene and Pearl Burgess. Why? Uh, <laughs> they invited her to, they invited her for dinner and then they, they literally brutally killed her. What, what, what is wrong with people? It's okay. Like, hey, this... you want to come over for dinner? Oh, uh, hey, gonna... what are you doing here? Like, Bam! Etta claims the woman cast evil spells on numerous family members, causing them to die. Huh. So that was why she was like, you can read more about that story. In uh, the, it was called The Last Witch Trial that happened in Kalamazoo in 1929. I will put a link in our description below. One of them was like 200 years after the Salem Witch Trials. Michigan's a little behind their guys back in the day. Yeah. I would like to thank 103.3 WKFR. For some of the information was obtained from their article. And I also highly encourage you to read The Witch of Del Rey by Karen Dibis. She really took a deep, deep dive into Rose's story. And you will get all of the juicy political scandals, the trial papers, and more. You can find her book everywhere. And I got some of the information for this podcast from that book. Very nice. So thank you, Karen, for diving into that. Your Highness, can we get a happy ending going here? We can because... We're going to feature a band. There are no witches up in this area. We're going to feature a band that will knock your socks off. The Picassos. It's haunted sounds for haunted people. And the song that we're going to play for you, Smoke and Mirrors. Yeah. 
Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by The Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness. Edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands and we purchase our music on Bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.